Yes, if you're having problems listening to unilateralism, there's a key. You must work on your small thoughts, but lots of people think small thoughts are spoons and silverware, when really it has to do more with the sight and the moving of the eyebrows and the chin. And if you work on those things, then your face is going to go pow and expand and you get air in there. Now, when you get the air in there, you got to go back through unilateralism and let the huge thought and the small underthought connect with the smaller thoughts because it comes from the hand at which you, you use as your primary hand the uh, thought, your slide. You have a slide in your brain. And uh, usually that's the theories of... Uh, brain functioning and certain people are attached to those thoughts so you must uh, learn through letting it slide and reading the slides and uh, then practicing small thought therapy with your eyebrows and face when you're reading and writing and uh, then uh, that produces good psychology your brain will clear up then like crystal clear and then you'll have thoughts on what you thought about what I said, what is going on, what person is connected to it, or who am I connecting to now when I'm thinking this thought about the person speaking, so what do I need to say? Well, there's lots of things you need to say uh, to people. You need to tell people what they mean to you in your thought life. Do you know I tell my Uncle Nelson that my slide came from Uncle Nelson? And I say to myself, you know, slides didn't come from people saying things to me or doing things to me. When I started getting thoughts, real thoughts, they were coming from my family. But my uncle on my mom's side is the one who opened those thoughts. As his thoughts slid, my uncle's thoughts slid into my brain. I began to have a lot of uh, nervousness in knowing at his greatness and my weakness. And then my dad and mom, their thoughts. And uh, so once I discovered the small thought, I could then re-identify with psychology, pure psychology. Now when you do that, you don't want to... Do what your brain says then. You want to practice the normalcies of education and software development study. You need to study how your software is made. How your buttons are made on your computer. How they work. How those things get into being. All those types of things. And then those small thoughts will have been discovered and studied and then they will become the tediousness that you need to stay focused on your sports and your outdoor life. So that is a key to all understanding in this modern world with the computer. The computer is a device to learn about, to uh, receive therapy from, but we don't try to receive visual therapy from the computer. Our computer, we try to get physical therapy at most. But then, visual therapy 
is on our walls in our house, so then we begin to develop the need for art in ordering things from online to get to our home to put in our house. Now, I've ordered something this week, a nice uh, piece to my stereo. I'm going to put a piece of the stereo that I had before onto that piece, and I'll have peace and sound in my room. Now, that's about the size of a psychosis that I gave you, the peace and the peace. There's two different ways to depict the words peace. The peace of something, the peace that passes. So then we then see how much psychosis is in English there. That's about all that the psychosis develops in English is the synonyms. And peace and peace is probably the roughest two forms of the psychosis. Now, if you pay attention, that's where your psychosis had developed to begin with before I drew it out. Now we crush it. We crush it with studying the computer and identifying those things about pieces and peace that come together as one thought. Now that's a very difficult trying thought. So we need to study the computer to back up that thought. And when we think of peace and peace, we think of the computer then. And we begin to develop the idea of sound and music. And then our brains are complete. Our identity is next. But that's up to one individual that you know greater than all. Your personal hero. Now, you could be your granddad, and you could be your dad, or you could be your grandmother, listening to her tell you stories your whole life, or you could reach up and study the miracle of God-giftedness is when we understand each other, and we get out of mechanics, and we get out of uh, understandings and whispers of who's who's and we begin to see the raw nature of a hero in our life now when you get to the raw nature you need to develop and you see that it was your nature but then how do I, did I understand what was the nature beforehand is it still the nature bef now and did I already possess those qualities and I just saw myself and someone else so I choose another hero many times I worshipped the Georgia Bulldogs until I saw the Great War Eagle and then I knew that I had transferred from a place where I had been living to a place where I had once really Hated, but now seeing some of my own qualities in, in that and I embraced those things and those identities and then I used all things for my patriotism and I began to wonder to myself where did my hero go and guess what he was still there in my breast where I had hid him this whole time so if you keep your hero silent, mention him once or twice in your life to somebody you're talking to. Just once or twice, 
but keep him silent. Keep her silent. Keep. Keep. Keep.